Hi, I'm Mario Guerra. I'm the former two-time mayor of the great city of Downey, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And you're listening, watching, Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. Eric, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. It seems we have somebody that escaped and joined us here. We have to be on our best behavior our today. Our best behavior today. We have a guest. Absolutely. We have a guest. We have a good person here today. Yeah. And so we, it, it, I'm always nervous when we, when we have people with us. Yeah. Because we have yeah. to watch what we say. Are, are we going to talk about the recall? No. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. no I'm kidding. It's like yeah, we're... Yeah, we're yeah. Done That's talking. all we were talking about. I know. So. Uh, no, we have a special guest today. Um, you know, we, we've met up before in Kiwanis in, in, in the community. Uh, but instead of me introducing you, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I can do that. I've done that before. Um, and it's, it's wonderful to be here. I, mm -hmm. I met both of you guys, and, and I really love this city of Downey. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a pleasure to be here. Um, my name is Patrick Erlinson. I grew up in L.A., um, originally in Westchester, until the airport bought our block and turned it into a parking lot. Which is really sad. You can't go back and visit your childhood home. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've lived here. I've lived in Texas and lived in Japan, and then came back to Los Angeles in in uh, 2000, right before 9/11, um, which was a big shock for my daughters. Um, mm -hmm. But I was living in Japan for eight years. Came back here. I started um, working with the United Nations Refugee Agency when they opened an office in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and. That was a, an eye-opening experience. Um, I, it, at that time, was the Arab Spring. So we had this just huge number of refugees yeah. worldwide. Yeah. And I first learned about human trafficking then, which changed the whole direction of my life. Um, so I got very involved in, in working on the prevention of human trafficking with the Long Beach Human Trafficking Task Force around 2011. And then that led me to found a film and arts festival to, really, to, to deal with the cultural side, the cultural normalization of paying for human beings and seeing people as a sexual commodity. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, founding FatherCon, which right. is what ended up bringing me here to Downey. Right. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, there, he's the founder of FatherCon. Uh, never too late, uh, never too early, Fathers Matter. That's kind of their slogan. And they've been doing this for a couple years now in the city of Downey. Since 2018, we had our first one in 2018 in Long Beach at Long Beach City College, and then 2019, 2022, uh, or 2023, and now 2024 in, in Downey. So how'd, this is my third one in Downey. How'd you pick Downey? Why Downey? Uh, part of that was Cecilia Gomez, <laughs> who is a force to be reckoned with in Downey. Um, she really inspired me about this city, and there was she introduced me to Rick Rodriguez. Um, I got to know the the people here. Mm -hmm. There was support from, I mean, the, the local newspaper, the school superintendent, the city government, law enforcement, everybody seemed to, to recognize the significance of what we were doing. And, and there was just this embrace by Downey and Good. who wants to leave that? So uh, for those who don't know, what is FatherCon? So FatherCon was really born out of working on human trafficking prevention for about eight years. Mm -hmm. And my conclusion after all that time, talking to survivors, talking to people who were buyers, I mean, all the different people in the, in the area of human trafficking. And my conclusion was that, that we were producing vulnerable children at an incredibly rapid rate in America mm -hmm. by what was happening within our homes. Yeah. And specifically with fathers. We mm -hmm. had fathers who were intersecting with human trafficking um, 
either through their own behavior, mm -hmm. if they're in, uh, watching pornography, and pornography is very, very much linked and, and tied to the, the trafficking industry, mm -hmm. the commercial sex industry, um, and then also through how they were interacting with their sons and their daughters. So yeah. we, had, we have sons that are coming out of our homes that feel justified or feel somehow entitled to pay mm -hmm. for sex with a 12-year-old. Um, and we have daughters who are, who are trusting someone that they meet on the Internet more than they, they trust their own father. Um, even within two weeks, we have, we have children who are responding to someone that they've just met mm -hmm. with greater trust than they have with their own father. So to me, that mm -hmm. was an urgent an urgent thing that needed to be addressed. Yeah. How, 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 Father Khan, you're, I, I love your mission statement. I yeah. love what you guys are about on there. So what is that? I know you have an event coming up February 11th here uh, at Warren High School. What is that exactly? Okay. How are you going to help? First, uh, let me address the name <laughs> because it throws a lot of people. They, yeah. they think it's like Comic-Con mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But um, the con is, in, in my opinion, I think fathers and men get lied to about what's really going to make them happy. And it's like in, engaging in, in behavior that, that takes you away from your family, takes you away from your children. So mm -hmm. you, you are not taking care of the responsibility that you've been gifted with as a father is a con. It's a lie that you're going to be happier doing this than really taking care of your family. And, and then the, the second is a conversation. We need to step up on, on a level with our spouse uh, as, as fathers with our children. Mm -hmm. We really need to engage more conversationally in a way that really builds trust from mm -hmm. the time they're little. Mm -hmm. You're gonna find this out. Um, but we really need to build a trust relationship with our, with our families from the time that they're born. Yeah. Fathers can't just step in later. Yeah. And then the third point is the <coughs> conference, and, and right. that's what you're asking about. You know, it, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go oh. ahead. So, so I have five kids, and um, you know, and you're right. I was a different father. I think I was a good father, but I was a different father for all five. Mm -hmm. uh, the two older ones, I was early in my career and I was working late. I was building a business and, you know, I'd come home at eight o'clock at night mm -hmm. and so forth. It was a still a loving relationship, right. but a different relationship. Mm -hmm. And then as the kids, uh, as, as we more, as we more, as we had more kids, and then as I got more successful in business and so forth, you know, I realized I needed to spend different kind of time. So, um, but I always like coached Little League and I, and, and so forth. And I always remember that being a bonding time between my uh, three boys. But uh, it's interesting is you just have a different relationship with each one. Yeah. You know, the, the first four kids on their, um, you know, they were closer in age. The last one was our gift from God child. There's an eight year difference. So it's almost like we had two different families. So mm -hmm. yeah. the one yeah. that's been at home with us, but he got to go different vacations with us. He got to do different things on there and I had to be a different father for him too. So it's interesting, you're right. It's our responsibility to our kids is, yeah. is the greatest thing that I'll ever do in my life. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think, you know, one thing, things have changed. Yeah. You know, for, for those of us, you know, who had children, you know, my daughters are 30 and 33 now. Yeah, and, and so as your children grow up, but we're living in a really different age yeah. and the internet has changed everything. And so fathering, we really have to do an adjustment for the 21st century right. because we can't just, it's not just business as usual. The threats to our children are 24 yeah. seven. One FBI agent told me it's, it's more dangerous for you to leave your child at home alone with a computer than to drop them off alone in a park. That, that's mm -hmm. new. So, so, so what do you do? Because obviously you can't just, you know, cut off Internet access from from a child because we live in the 21st century. They need Internet, Internet access. How do you keep them safe? 
Well, I mean, there's there's a variety of ways, and I think that's only just that's only one of the things that mm-hmm. we that we deal with through FatherCon. So, um, but the but it, the internet is 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 a problem, but the the solution is really that you have a relationship with your parents that you can trust. Yeah. And I think the mistake that a lot of parents make is, you know, if the yeah. child says, "Oh, look at this! I saw this on I saw this on my phone today." The parents immediately take the phone away. You're grounded. You know, the response is, is really harsh. Mm-hmm. And if you take a, a, a phone away, you take a, a device away from a child today, yeah. it's very different from the past. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it's like taking off a limb. It's, yeah. it's you're well, removing yeah, them from and, their actions of life. And my grandkids on there, yeah, you know, right, that it's done as a reward, too. So you get the devices back as a reward after you do your schoolwork, after you do this. And if you misbehave for other things, yeah. Yeah. so it's, it's a tool. And, and you is. know what? I remember being, you know, I basically grew up in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And I remember when we our family had internet you know we have one computer in the house yeah. and then all the me and my brothers would fight over internet access. you had to wait for it to down <laughs> <laughs> we did the AOL thing. and i remember i would spend time in these aol chat rooms yeah. talking to people who knows who yeah and it's still happening but it happens more on social media now you yeah. don't know who you're interacting with yeah. you're, you're, you're you have people catfishing you you have you don't know who yeah. you're talking to it's a crazy world right now. Right, right. Well, and we find too. I mean, even with Roblox or these, you know, kids game sites, which you mm-hmm. think, oh, you're playing with unicorns. Of course, that's safe. Yeah. But if you figure anyone who's predatory by nature, anyone who's a trafficker looking for someone to exploit, they're going to go to where kids are. Right. And mm-hmm. all they have to do is create a fake profile, mm-hmm. and then you know what's been happening is they'll they'll make a fake profile as some 11 year old. Mm-hmm. So if you're a kid and you're playing games for two months with another 11-year-old, yeah. and then they say, well, let's go to Discord. Let's go into a, into a chat room that's right. private and exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then they start asking, sure. you know, do you ever take your clothes off? Do you ever touch yourself? You know, right. So the, then you have this conversation going into so, really dangerous So area. what happens? I know you're having uh, an event with a lot of workshops on February 11th. It's going to be at Warren right. High School. It's like from 9 to 3.30 that day. So what happens uh, that day? Oh, and I know... Um, I'll let you say it, uh, who your keynote speaker is, because it's a, f- a friend of mine. But anyways, uh, so tell us all what happens that it's, day. Well, it's going to be an amazing day. I mean, this is we've been building FatherCon. This is our fourth one. We're just so grateful to the city of Downey for its support. And um, and we we have a, just an amazing full day ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start with a, a woman who, she has just a, a very inspiring story, but also a really heartfelt story where she's, she's going to share a little bit about her experience. She was actually trafficked by her father. Um, and she overcame that, and she's become like just a powerful force for helping helping other people. But I think her her message is really, you know, a daughter's need for a father's love. The, that sure. we have to really take that seriously as mm-hmm. fathers. That our kids sure. really need us. They need right. to know that we're we've got their back and that sure. we love them. Sure. And in her case, that really went off the rails. Um, but and then we're going to have a, a fifteen different workshops, and one that would be. Important to what you brought up, mm-hmm. John Van Arnhem is coming from North Carolina for his second time coming to Downey to, to talk. And he, he's an expert in how parents should talk to their kids about pornography, mm-hmm. how they should talk to their kids about these things that they're being exposed to. Because most parents, are, you know, you can't be an expert in everything, right? right? So right. he's coming to speak on that. We have a, just a variety. You know, one, one of the workshops would be on fentanyl, mm-hmm. um, what's happening with kids today, what they're being exposed to. Um, you know, one that's really on human trafficking, what a mm-hmm. father can do to kind of disrupt the possibility of his child being trafficked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be 15 different workshops. Um, those will be, you know, you can choose which one you want to go to. 
Um, and then so, and yeah. I know the, I know the keynote speaker will also be Father Greg Boyle. Uh, uh, Father G from Boy Homeboy Industries is uh, he's famous uh, for many things and uh, Homeboy Industries is great speaker. Like, he's a great, yeah. amazing yeah. speaker. So I used to go to jails with him. I used to go to prisons as his deacon, and I just always loved. I mean, he's got all kinds of different uh, you know things that he said, but you know nothing stops. A bullet like a job that was i mean i have the t-shirts and i used to wear that when i was uh running for senate but uh he's an inspiration to so many uh great speaker but he he did it in action and and took care of people that you know kind of society had thrown away yeah. uh and led by example and then today uh what a great success story so um i think that having him as a speaker is a great Great kudos to you. Yeah. Patrick, um, who is the target audience? Who do you think should attend FatherCon? Well, that's one thing I really want to make clear. This is not a men's organization. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a men's mm -hmm. thing. It's father-centered, which means that there's mothers, which means mm -hmm. that there's children. And, and we really need mothers to also understand the significance of the father. Because um, it's been kind of, there's been this downgrading of the significance of fathers, you know, really yeah. since the 60s to where the father's not really so important to you know, chi early child development. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe later maybe later in life, and so long as the, the father's like, you know, taking care of yeah. you know, the economic yeah. side of things. Right. But actually, all the data now shows that when a child gets down, you know, a father gets down on his hands and knees, and he's playing with his child, there's a whole part of a child that develops and grows. There's a healthy sure. aspect yeah. that develops. And we're, we're missing out on that by, by not having fathers Do we know why things. that is? Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, they say that when a father plays with a child, they tend to play a little bit more rough than yeah. a mother will. Yeah. I, I mean, I, for me, my, when my daughter was in daycare in Japan, I would take, drop her off, and all the kids would line up so I could throw them in the air. Yeah. And, and you just don't have that kind of experience. But what they get from it is it, it awakens a kind of a sense mm -hmm. of trust that they, that they don't have to be afraid of everything, that they can trust, yeah. that they can try new things in the world. And that's but, really important. But why wouldn't a father want to get down and play with? Is it like a, a machismo thing, or is it? I, I, I don't really understand that part of it. Well, we have right now we have 19 million children in America. They're growing mm -hmm. up without a father in their home. Mm -hmm. That's an, a tremendous number, and a lo, an awful lot of people who are fathers now did not have a father when they were growing up. Yeah. So one of the people that's giving a presentation at the workshop also. Um, Donald Williams, he has a, the Dad Project is his organization, and then he's working with fathers who have never been fathers before, yeah. and they don't know how to play with their kids because they never got played with. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a problem that multiplies multi generationally. Yeah. You know, it, so it's interesting is because I I will tell you, you know, fathers can make such a difference just by being the example, uh, and 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 obviously you know doing those type of things. So my dad was in a wheelchair. He uh, he was a doctor, and then he had you know foot foot leg leg amputated. So growing up, he was in a wheelchair, so we didn't get to do the outdoors thing. And all my friends would go camping or do a thing. So I'm not an outdoors person because mm -hmm. of that. But I was not I was not cheated from love or an example. And I always tell this story is I played high school baseball. And I remember being, I was the first baseman, and I remember all the kids would tell me, hey, here comes your dad. So he would go across the football field mm -hmm. in a wheelchair. They didn't have power wheelchairs. He's by himself yeah. doing this. I had just driven himself there, going there to see my games. And, and God, I almost get emotional still thinking about it. But that will always be planted there that he was there. Yeah. So he mm -hmm. made such an effort to do that, and I will well, always have that. Sorry, did you 
did you know that at the time? Like, did you appreciate it at the time? Or? I, I did and I didn't. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't, I mean, I was a high school player. I knew I was glad that he was there. Right. I, you know, I got more nervous because mm-hmm. now I wanted to do better because I wanted him to see me get a right. hit or whatever. And he wasn't judgmental. My, it was one of those things. My mom was the loud one with the hands yeah. like me. And yeah. my dad was uh, speak softly, carry a big stick. You didn't want to make him mad, so you always wanted to. Not that he, he didn't beat us, he didn't do any of that, but but he was like quiet praise and good yeah. praise on there. So which so today good. I carry that on. I, I want to be like my dad. Yeah. yeah. To me, you know? I think sometimes it's not until you get older, especially like with you're, me, until you call. appreciate what it is yeah. that your parents went through, yeah. that mm-hmm. they were real people yeah. and that they had to pay bills and they were struggling. Yeah. They had emotions and yeah. they were, but as a kid, you don't always see it. Yeah. You, well, that's really I true. told you that Eric, I mean, I, I, Hans always tells me that we should talk about it once in a while. So the book right here, okay. Eric Pierce uh, and I wrote this book. Uh, embracing change. Uh, get that book right there. We're gonna put it on camera for the first time on there. So, embracing change and immigrant saga, and and the story is exactly that. When we got here from Cuba, we were poor. I mean, like everybody else, a struggling refugee. And my dad was a surgeon in Cuba, and he came here and he got a job. He got a job as a janitor at California Hospital while he's learning and passing all the tests and learning English. And when he retired, he was a surgeon there. That's when he finally That's had amazing. to have So yeah, we put it in the book and and yeah, Eric, I mean, you know all this stuff because you and I yeah. worked together on this for a couple of years. But yeah, and that's the example. And I wanted to make sure that those stories, that's the whole genesis for the book, those stories were carried on to my grandkids. I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want my kids not to forget those stories. So we wrote a book. <laughs> That's so, so great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we need we so much it. more of that. Uh, you know, yeah. and I think, yeah. you know, for me, my, my epiphany was, you know, I was a struggling kind of poet wannabe, you know, Bob Dylan wannabe when I was a teenager. Yeah. And I wrote this poem about America and I showed it to my dad. And yeah. my dad was an English literature professor. He immediately took out his red pen and starts <laughs> going through it, you know, like, well, you know. And I was so angry. I was just livid. You know, like he didn't appreciate, you know, my, my heart, my talent, you know. And then, and then years later, you know, I was, I was working with his, my boss, and, and I saw how hard he was working. And there was just something clicked, and I realized that was how my dad was showing his love. Yeah. And I couldn't get it at the, in the moment. Sure. You know, I didn't appreciate sure. it. But he was loving me the best that he could, you know, trying to make me the best poet I could be, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but it took years to, to appreciate that. Well, great. Patrick, is there any cost to attend FatherCon? No, it's it's completely free. Uh, we did have Anthem Blue Cross came in and gave kind of a, a sponsorship that that helped us to be able to offer this for free. Yeah. We really want it to be anyone who wants to be a better father, anyone who, you know, may may feel off the rails a bit. I mean, we have an awful lot of dads who, you know, the thing that really kind of broke my heart in working with human trafficking was how quickly people demonize men. It's like men are seen as they're the buyers, they're the traffickers, which is not mm-hmm. true. Um, the traffickers are both men and women. But the, the thing that just broke my heart was that we're, we have men who are being seduced into believing that this is going to make them happy. They end up with these very shallow, very empty lives. They've gotten divorced. They, their kids don't like them and don't, don't appreciate them anymore. They're not engaged with their kids. And then we have so many men who are committing suicide. Like, so they're, they're, you know, they were sexually abused as kids. That's kind of the elephant in the room for an awful lot of men who are, mm-hmm. who are sexually abused. They haven't healed. They haven't dealt with it. And then they bring that into their marriages and into their, into their parenting. Yeah. And, it, and it causes a multi-generational problem. Yeah. And so we need to create an environment where men can heal, where they can start to look at themselves. without. Gonna, and we're not going to jump on them and tell them how bad they are as fathers. Mm-hmm. But really, 
our kids need us. Our yeah. communities need us. Yeah. And that's what FatherCon is for, yeah. really. How do, we, how do we rise to the challenge of this time, this yeah. age? You know, Share that, that date, time, location. It's February 11th. It's going to start at 9 in the morning. Um, it'll go until 3.30 in the afternoon. There's plenty that's going to be happening. It's at Warren High School here in Downey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just going to be a very invigorating and inspiring day. I mean, for, for fathers, you're going you're gonna to walk away really appreciating your mm-hmm. role and really wanting to do it better. Great. Great. Well, listen, we sure appreciate it. And first of all, congratulations on, on starting that movement and doing that. It's an important subject. I think it's, it's uh, Mother Teresa, you say, uh, nobody can do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. This is uh, potentially a great thing, and you're doing it with great love. So, uh, so God bless you on it. And uh, you know, it is. We we always talk about it, fathers. It's important to be somebody special in somebody's life, and I think that's what you're you're making this out to be. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you. And, and, for, and, and, and one things? more thing, and just sure. I mean, we really we we set this up so it's it's for fathers, future fathers. So mm-hmm. someone who's not a father yet, you know, it's you can't. It's not too early to start preparing for the mm-hmm. kind of father you're going to be and the kind of father your kids need you to be. Yeah. You know, and also for father figures. Um, we also have the a Heart of a Father Award that we that we present. And I think, you know, Father Boyle is, is one example of someone who took on a, the father's heart. Sure. And, he's, and he's loving people that he has no blood relationship with, yeah. but he loves them as a father. And you can see the transformation in Homeboy Absolutely. Industries. But we're also honoring Jim Carson, who is a, a dear, dear friend of mine. And he was someone who gave up everything about 30 years ago to work with the survivors of human trafficking. And okay. he, he sold his business, sold mm-hmm. his home. You know, so he could he could be there for them and and bring them to a point where they could recognize that their lives were really valuable. So we're honoring him as well. He passed away um, in October this yeah, year. That's awesome. Um, but he's an incredible man. So a lot of the survivors that he took care of will be coming also. Right. It's just going to be an inspiring day. Well, good, I, I think, good. Yeah. So folks, uh, February 11th is coming up. Warren High School, 9 a.m. Father Con. Come listen to Father Greg Boyle also at lunch and see the 15 different workshops. And we want to thank you for, for uh, coming on the show today. And, and uh, we'll make sure that this gets out and at least let, uh, let our, our uh, listeners hear. And anything else, Eric, you want to add? No, I'll just, you know, just to uh, double down on what you said, thank you for doing this. And I hope you keep this convention in Downey. <laughs> I know it's growing, uh, but we hope you keep it in Downey because it's something I think that we can be proud of. Right, right. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Good, yeah, good. And I'm going to end also by thanking uh, Downey based on their uh, financial partners, Credit Union, our sponsor that allows us to do uh, this podcast and to help reach a lot of different people for over 80 years in the city of Downey. So thank you, financial partners, Credit Union, for all you do. So mm-hmm. with that, thanks for listening. I'm Mario Guerra with Talking Downey with Mario and Eric.